Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello again from me, Ken Rundle. It's oilseed rape on the podcast menu this time. And to talk about that, I'm joined by Natalie Wood, Yara's agronomy operations manager, and Oscar Thacker, Yara's area manager operating in Lincolnshire and Nottinghamshire. Oscar, welcome. You're a new voice on the Grow the Future podcast. So let's open with you. I gather you've been crop walking recently. How are the rape crops looking? So I've been crop walking across Lincolnshire over the past week or so. Um, and those all seed rape crops, uh, as we're looking at them, are ranging from uh, anything that's well on its way through stem extension that's sort of uh, fared the winter rather well um, to, to, to other crops that are looking sort of a bit backwards and maybe have had quite a bit of pigeon damage over the winter period and probably January mean more specific there. So when, yeah, we've got a, a, a wide, wide range of, uh, of crops out there and, uh, and clearly that's um, going to be um, a question for all growers and, and farmers out there as to what to do with those. Yes, a lot of management challenges there, Natalie, uh, with that variety of condition. Uh, how do you manage that variation? Yeah, well, I guess you need to think about those various rape crops in different ways, really, depending on their progress coming out of the winter. Um, What we're aiming for is that green area index of 3.5 at the beginning of flowering. Um, The key determining factor for that, obviously, is is nitrogen. Um, Each unit of GAI needs 50 kilos of nitrogen per hectare to achieve, you know, that 3.5 that we're looking for from the starting point, which is about now, you know, when crops start to regrow. Um, ordinarily, you know, oil seed needs around 220 kilograms of nitrogen per hectare in the spring to achieve this, um, either applied in two or three applications. So obviously we know, you know, nitrogen is important, but if we are faced with some of those more backward crops, then we need to consider, you know, all the other nutrients as well, um, particularly P and K. Um, if the crop has taken some damage, then we need to encourage shoots to regrow as well as that tap root um, and those secondary roots as well, which K is quite important for. Um, but if we think of phosphate in particular, um, key, key for roots and shoots. And unfortunately, you know, it's not available from the soil until we've reached those eight degrees um, Celsius and warmer. So that means there's kind of a, a time where it's not quite available from the soil yet, but um, the crop's obviously growing and requiring it. So there's a bit of a deficit between those two. Um, so if we have got a backwards crop that's struggling, it's only kind of going to exacerbate that issue. So what we need to do is make sure that there's a fresh supply of P and K really, ideally in the spring to make sure that crop's got everything it wants because you know it's heading into that rapid growth phase. Um, and what we don't want to do is hinder any of that, that progress at all. So we want to try and make the crop put on as, as much biomass as possible um, because we know, you know biomass equates to yield eventually. And bearing in mind the other pressures on oilseed rape from other pests and so on, you can't afford to skimp at this particular stage. You've got to get that crop moving and, and, and get the green cover as quickly as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, particularly, you know, it's heading into that rapid phase of growth and it can put on a hell of a lot of, of growth per day as it starts to, to head off towards stem extension, etc. So yeah, we, do, we just don't want to hold it back in any way, shape or form during that, that part, uh, period of time. What tools are available to help farmers make decisions about the nutrient status of their crop? Yeah, so in terms of tools, I guess there's a really quick, easy one that you can use, which is the photo analysis part of the at farm app. 
Um, basically, you go out into the field, take some pictures, and the app analyzes them and gives you kind of the nitrogen uptake over the winter, the amount of fresh matter that's in the crop, and then gives you a, a nitrogen recommendation as well um, overall. So, you know, it's, it's quite a handy tool because it gives you well, it helps you make decisions in terms of, of what to go on with um, because it's, it's telling you how much the crop's taken up and, it, you know, you can just kind of gauge um, better in terms of, you know, what to do um, in the coming weeks. Unless you know the facts, you're just going to waste money and waste valuable yeah. nutrients. <laughs> we don't want to be doing that this year because obviously with nitrogen as it is, you know, it's very precious this year. Oscar, OK, we get the facts. Where would you start as far as nutrients are concerned? Yeah, I reflect uh, Natalie's comments of um, really you've got two uh, different scenarios here. Those sort of backward crops that might have been hit hard with uh, pest damage over the winter months uh, might might benefit from uh, fresh P and K application certainly over that over the uh, more forward crops. Um, so when when we're looking at uh, those sort of crops, the backward crops out there, you've got. You've got three approaches where when it comes to to those guys really um if you're on a solid system something like a yara mila activa s or um, a liquid system uh, you'd be looking at one of our uh, schaefer compound mpk s compound products um and then obviously the third third option there is is a, a foliar uh, application so coming away from major um high amounts of uh, high application rates sorry um you would look at something like uh yara vita uh, magfos k um with with the p and the k uh, freshly applied to those uh crops to help the rooting both the, the the initial tap root and the secondary rooting coming from the from the k there but then on the other hand obviously we've got those forward crops um that are looking well coming out of the winter so on those types of scenarios we were probably looking at more of a a, a nitrogen sulfur approach um to, to that scenario so so something like um uh, axan um or or a liquid product with a higher sulfur quanta higher sulfur ratio in it um would be something that we'd be looking at those crops uh, going forward ken is it appropriate now to talk about micronutrients? So who's going to talk to me about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> obviously, at the this time of year is, is really key for micronutrients in all crops. Um, if we're thinking of oilseed in particular, then um, key nutrients are magnesium, manganese, boron, calcium and molybdenum at this time of year. Um, and if we think of the, the samples, tissue samples that we get in through the land crop um, laboratories, you know, quite often we see that these have, have got high levels of deficiency, even though we know that, you know, these are key nutrients for this crop. Um, so, yeah, we, we still, you know, harp on about these because, you know, we still see that those uh, are deficient, even though they are the key nutrients. Um, and of course, you know, we've spoken about Brass Trail Pro before, but that is our crop specific product for oilseed and it has all of those key nutrients in. Um, you know, we've done, I think, six years worth of trials now looking at Brastrol Pro. Um, and if we take the average benefit, the average yield benefit from all of those trials, then you're looking at about 0.27 tonnes per hectare yield increase. Um, and that's from an application of three litres um, in the autumn and the spring 
you know, and that, that result is consistent over those six years. So, you know, obviously nitrogen, phosphate, potassium, sulfur are all important. But, yeah, let's not forget about those key nutrients. Because without those micronutrients, they, there won't actually be a proper efficient take up in many cases. The plant just no, won't. No, no. No, so that's it. We need to think of all the nutrients as a whole. You know, it's we all talk about nitrogen use efficiency, but really it should be, you know, overall nutrient use efficiency that we're talking about. Because even though perhaps these are required in smaller quantities, you know, they're still key for taking up those big macro nutrients so yeah efficiency really on a, as a whole is what we're wanting to aim for on those um yield improvements that we've seen over the years from from brassatrell in today's terms the economics really do do stack up um and with oil seed rate looking favorable for harvest movement at sort of getting on for 500 pounds a ton um, we're getting a return on investment there of of of, of almost 120 pounds uh, a hectare uh, margin over input costs so uh, in one way really it's a it's a no-brainer um for us yeah, it's interesting that you said that because in recent times some farmers with badly damaged crops have almost decided to abandon them but you're suggesting that this season particularly that's not necessarily going to be a, a wise decision it, it, it's worth resurrecting as it were if we had poorer grain prices then it would be a different story but as we sit here today can uh, grain and all the prices are fairly buoyant so it's certainly worth investing in those crops whether it be the forward ones or the backward ones we know oilseed rape is a is its a compensatory elements and ability is vast and even a crop that doesn't look anything now will produce reasonable yield when it comes to harvest given that it's got all what it needs um, in the coming months. So I've had a bit of a discussion there, Natalie. Can I turn to you? Are there key points you're wanting folks to remember or things that we haven't discussed yet? Um, yeah, so I guess in, in terms of key points, um, we've got that variation out there. So hopefully, you know, use of tools and things to help manage that and, and help you with those nitrogen decisions um, are a good thing. So make sure you utilise them. Um, we're aiming for that GAI of 3.5 by start of flowering. So, you know, that again, that helps with your decision making if you're monitoring that. And yeah, don't forget about the, the micronutrients, because as Oscar said, you know, that's that's a fantastic return on investment there. So certainly, you know, make sure you're getting on those key micronutrients to make sure the crop's got everything it requires to ultimately get to that uh, yield at the end of the day. Natalie Wood with some straightforward guidance there. Thanks, Natalie. And thank you to Oscar Thacker. I hope to speak to you again later in the spring. But I think, Natalie, it's you we'll hear from next when we focus on cereals. So listeners can join us in a couple of weeks' time for that. Meanwhile, from Natalie, Oscar and me, Ken Rundle, goodbye. And try to resist the urge to get out amongst those crops until the soil conditions are right. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.